Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. All right, 18 minutes after 11 o'clock. Welcome back to the show. Good to have you along. Minus four right now with that wind chill. It's going to get a lot colder. Um, and right now, the world is waiting for who? Donald Trump. He is uh, getting ready to make a statement. He promised he'd make a statement yesterday. Promised it on Twitter after he tweeted out, all was well, and tomorrow I'll tell you, you know, what's going on. Uh, this guy is now 18 minutes late, making the world wait, but I guess you can when you're in, uh, when the ball's in your court like it is with Trump right now. Joining the show, Elliot Tepper, who's Emeritus Professor of Pol- Political Science at Carleton University, an expert on, uh, uh, politics, terrorism, U.S. politics. Welcome to the show. Good to have you on. Yes, uh, we're all we're all waiting to hear what the U.S. president will say now that the ball is back in American court. Yesterday it was an Iranian court. Uh, we'll have to see how this evolves. It, it is, you know, we're describing it as a game. It's not a game. There are lives on, uh, right. y- you know, on the line here. The stability in the Middle of the East, or you know, if there is such a thing, on on uh, tender hooks right now. Let's talk about the Iranian official, though, tweeting out the Iranian flag yesterday following that missile strike. Those missile strikes, not a, a subtle jab at U.S. Uh, President Donald Trump, who tweeted out the flag after killing uh, the killing of Soleimani. Yes, uh, it was a, a deliberate, symbolic response. They, uh, in the past, have hacked, used their cyber capacity to, apparently, reportedly, to hack uh, computers and then put up a, a picture of Trump being punched in the face. So uh, the, this kind of um, symbolism at, at that level is highly more preferable to the kind of kinetic activity that unfortunately, could still happen in the Middle East. Those uh, missile strikes, uh, there were several of them, apparently uh, no casualties, U.S., Canadians, or otherwise, or Iraqi forces. But Iran uh, says they took proportionate measures in self-defense and didn't seek to escalate things. Uh, What are your thoughts on last night's strikes? I'm sorry to use this imagery in a way, but at the minute, it looks as if we've all dodged a bullet. That is, uh, what happened... Um, and the taking out, the killing of Soleimani, their general, uh, was, in the Iranian uh, viewpoint, egregious. Now, the fact that he had been taking egregious actions to uh, creating a terror network, a highly effective one throughout the region, this has been going on for some time. But what, uh, what that means is that the response which we all knew had to happen in this case uh, it has not led to the kind of or raised gone to the level of or gone to the to the uh, bar that would automatically and um, pretty well force the U.S. to respond militarily uh, directly against Iran. So the possibility of this spinning out of control, I have to emphasize, is still there, and we don't know what Donald Trump is going to say next. Yeah, that's why. I wondered about poking the bear, like, you know, I know that's, you know, an odd phrase to use, but I mean, poking the bear with tweets, like punching Donald Trump in the face. Is that not a dangerous move? Well, it'd be far more dangerous had uh, this, the response from the Iranians was really twofold. One, they'd already 
mobilize their own population against a regime which was increasingly unpopular at home. So the first response actually was to present a, a greater sense of unity for the Iranians. But the next response could have been something that led to a lot of lives being lost or some damage being done that would have provoked America. So the possibility of the the escalation leading to an actual conflict was very high, much more important than these kind of symbolic uh, pokes back and forth. We seem to be at the minute, waiting, of course, for the U.S. president to respond, but we seem to at the minute be at a situation where the U.S. may have gotten what it wants, the Iranians are getting, for the moment, what they want. So the immediate crisis period may be waning. Well, let me ask you this, and I can't help but think it. You know, just listening to you talk there about uh, what you suspect is going on, is there any way that there's negotiations going on behind the scenes? I know Donald Trump likes to do things on Twitter, but uh, that they were kind of aware that these that this retaliation was going to come because they were threatened it would come, uh, you know, uh and that it would have to come because, as you said, they wanted to show uh, a sign of unity. They'd already uh, taken Soleimani's body on tour. You know, people had been trampled and, uh, you know, mass hysteria in some cases ensued. Um, is it possible that there's negotiation going on behind the scenes that we're not seeing? Because he he did mention yeah. that in a tweet. Uh, I think that's highly likely, and if it isn't going on now, it, if we get beyond this week uh, where the crisis then can recede a bit from the peak, then it's highly likely there will be quiet behind-the-scenes negotiation. We'll have to see who wants what. And down the road, remember, the to me, the biggest possible game-changer, game we already have a potential game-changer in the assassination, but the much bigger game-changer is uh, that Iran would become a nuclear weapon state. Remember that uh, Trump pulling out of the Iran nuclear accord is the immediate predecessor to this cycle between Iran and the U.S. My concern would be that, uh, and it's an overriding concern, that the the Iranians would uh, go ahead and, and move quickly to become a nuclear weapon state. That would trigger a response. That would lead to war. And, of course, ripple effects. Saudi Arabia and others may want one. So, yes, um, the possibility exists of negotiations. And who knows? Perhaps the long-term result of all of this will be that the U.S. and Iran will get back to the negotiating table. That Ukrainian jet that was uh, that yeah. crashed last night. Uh, yeah. There are speculations that maybe uh, it, it didn't. You know, it wasn't a mechanical issue. I mean, there's just speculations right now. Where, what do you, where do you sit on that? The black box has been uh, recovered. The possibility and the fact that it was Ukraine, and you know, that adds an extra element of suspense because Russia is a factor in all of this. Uh, we can only. And it's a tragedy. My first response is people have died in large numbers in the crash of an airplane. So far, everybody's going out of their way to say there's no apparent linkage to the political crisis that we've been talking about. And the black box has been found where that, you know, and that can be verified with more um, certainty once once it's examined. Uh, at the moment, it's, it's a humanitarian and, and personal tragedy for everybody involved. But apparently not politically explosive. Now, there were some question marks on whether Iran would, you know, release the black box to, uh, you know, officials to take a look at. What, what are your thoughts on that? 
Well, it's a good litmus test. If they don't release it, then you, it raises suspicion that there's more to it. And in the Middle East, there's always a suspicion there's more to it. Mm-hmm. Whatever you happen to see on the surface, uh, what's going on beneath the surface is always murky and, and often deadly. Uh, so we can keep an eye on that. Speaking of, why are we waiting so long for Trump to get to the podium, Elliot? Is this on no, purpose? Nobody knows. Uh, maybe the, you can speculate, but it's all speculation only. Maybe there is no consensus among all those people in the room. He's gathered, actually, uh, the officials who are responsible, keeping in mind that he has not put in place or kept in place the normal apparatus, which would have vetted whether or not to take that attack. For example, the National Security Council has been basically immobilized, but now he's got key advisors around him, official advisors, not unofficial ones, like Fox News personalities between Hannity and Mm. and Tucker Carlson. So it's possible that in that room they're still uh, discussing what to do. Maybe they're waiting for more information. Maybe something's evolving and coming over their intelligence uh, wires that we don't know about. We can only speculate, uh, but maybe he just likes suspense. Right. Uh, And uh, we are still waiting in suspense, although, Elliot, we've begun to see a little movement. Uh, Some officials have walked out, or at least people that look relatively official wearing suits and ties. Uh, I believe Mike Pence is going to be stepping up to the podium uh, very soon. He's he's actually in the background, and then they're waiting for Trump. So we'll hopefully get an answer to exactly what's going on. Uh, We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with that press conference. I want to thank you for your time. Oh, you're very welcome, and, and let's all watch that press conference. Getting through this week is, is very important in terms of whether there will be peace or war. Thank you very much, Elliot.